Welcome to the Simple Money, Simple Life podcast. I am Matt Erickson, and I'm your host. This is a podcast where we explore how simplicity beats complexity, especially in money matters. We explore investing, personal finance, and how to live a simple and awesome life. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 82, titled 20 Tips to Simplicity. And it's nice to be behind the microphone again. It's been a few weeks since I recorded a podcast, and it's nice to be back. So I want to talk about living a simple life today and finding some ways and strategies that might simplify your life. So this episode is meant for those of you who are struggling right now with feeling overwhelmed or feeling like you have too much going on. If you happen to be that person who responds when you're asked how you're doing by saying busy, this podcast is for you. And because in my opinion, and for many of us, busyness is a choice, not for everyone, because there are certain phases in life, certain situations, certain circumstances and people where busyness is not necessarily a choice, but for some of us, it really is. And so if you happen to fall under that category, this episode is for you to kind of help to maybe reevaluate where you're at and what you can do to simplify your life. Because in my mind, one of the ways, good ways to live life is to do it in a way that doesn't produce too much stress because too much stress can release too much cortisol in our bloodstream, which can affect disease, which can affect healing, which can affect how we feel day to day, inflammation. And so the idea is to live a productive life in my mind, but not an overly stressful one so that you feel healthy, feel well rested and feel good throughout each and every day. There are going to be times in life that are more stressful, obviously, but the idea is to kind of figure out a routine and rhythm of life that doesn't bring additional stress that is unnecessary. There's enough stress in life that I think we all can agree that we don't need to add additional layers of stress. So this podcast is about finding some of those maybe additional layers of stress that we put in and figuring out small little life hacks or strategies that will lead to a simpler life. So the first one is I would like to offer the idea that we can all simplify our wardrobes. There's things called capsule wardrobes. You can look that up online to see what that is. It's really quite amazing how few clothes we really need. And once you find what you really like, especially that's the case, finding the colors that look good on you, the colors that you like, the materials that you like, and the style that you like, once you've kind of honed in on that, you can eliminate all the rest and simply just have a few quality items of the things you really like instead of having your closet fall out like Jumanji uh, when you open it. So I would challenge you to, number one, go through your wardrobe this week and take out all the clothes that you haven't worn for the last year and consider donating those to Goodwill or Desert Industries or another organization that may be a shelter of some kind or a place that accepts those kinds of donations and consider going through your wardrobe and putting those items into play that might help other people instead of sitting there collecting dust in your closet. If you fall prey to the, uh, I will fit into that someday, therefore I'm keeping it, 
I don't think that typically is good. I think it can be stressful and weigh you down. So I would recommend you donate those things that you're kind of considering for that. And another strategy is to take everything you haven't worn for the last six months and put it in a a box under your bed and see if you miss it for a month. And if you can't even remember what's in there, then donate the box of clothes, give it away. And so Marie Kondo, uh, she was really popular and wrote a book called the something like the magic power of tidying up or something like that. Anyway, one of the things that she talked about was taking everything out of your closet, picking things up one piece at a time and asking if it sparks joy. I would add, does it, do you wear it? Do you like it? And is it useful? And if you don't like it and it kind of produces a sour feeling when you pick it up and you don't wear it, then why keep it? Let it go and let it be someone else's treasure. Uh, Number two is to clean and do your laundry every day. So I hear a lot of people, as a therapist, I work with uh, different clients. And one thing I hear from some clients who feel a lot of stress and overwhelm is a dirty house and piling up laundry that really frustrates them. And so this is a strategy to eliminate that stress from your life. And so if you do a little bit of cleaning and tidying up and do your laundry at least one load a day, it will help to not have piles and piles of unfolded clothes, stacks of unwashed clothing and laundry. It also helps you to not need as many clothes because you're keeping the ones you have clean regularly instead of letting them pile up for a week or two. And so tidying up, teaching your kids to tidy up, uh, clean up after yourself, put things away, uh, empty the dishwasher when it's done, clean the sink out, just doing those small things to avoid the big pile up, I think is a really awesome way to simplify your life. You're going to have to do those tasks anyway. Why not do them in a quick, efficient, painless way? I tend to do most of the laundry in our house. It's one of the duties I like. And I always do at least a load a day, it seems. And it helps to, <clears throat> excuse me, keep the keep the laundry down. My boys are old enough now that they do their own laundry, which is awesome. But just something to consider. I've I've seen many houses where there's just big piles of clothes and that are need to be folded. And I think that gives kind of a vibe of stress to the occupants. And I'm not judging people who do that. Uh, I know it's hard, especially if you have a big family, but it is also possible to get into kind of a daily habit of just doing these one load daily. And also just a reminder on the laundry detergent, do not fill the laundry soap up that cup that comes with it. Do not fill that up to the top. Uh, Your laundry does not need that much soap. It needs probably a quarter that much for a load. And so it's good to kind of put the soap in first, let the water um, fill for a minute, and then put your clothes in. That allows the soap to dissolve in the water and so it doesn't get stuck in your clothes. And also, I was told by a laundry expert um, washing machine repair guy that it's best to wash most of your clothes on warm just because, at least here in Utah, the water's so cold that the soap doesn't dissolve very well. Uh, number three is to eliminate items on your schedule that don't bring you joy or not useful, you don't enjoy, uh, that can be uh, tossed to the curb. So too many of us have too many obligations because we don't want to say no, we want to please people, 
we feel a need to boost our self-esteem by taking more on. And so I would ask you to kind of look at your weekly schedule if you have one and consider eliminating some of the things that can be eliminated so that you can have a little more free time, a little more time to walk, a little more time to breathe, think, ponder, uh, talk with your loved ones, have a casual meal so that everything isn't so rushed. The fourth one is to help your kids simplify their schedule and not to have too many extracurriculars going on at once. There's a lot of, especially moms out there, driving from place to place. And I think some of the reasons we do that are for our own reasons of fulfillment or making us feel like good parents. So I think it's good sometimes to eliminate some of those things and do things kind of one at a time. Uh, The fifth one I'd like to talk about is to stop wasting money on stuff that's not important to you. So I would challenge you to carefully track your expenses for a month, write everything down. I don't need to write things down because I mainly buy on credit card, so it's all right there. You just have to um, touch on the app and you'll see all of your expenditures for the month and find out that the things on there that do not bring you joy or not necessary are excessive or just wasting your money and not giving you the happiness that you need. Some of us fall into habits of wasting money on things that don't bring us happiness or utility. And so it's an opportunity to kind of go over your last month and see if there's any of those categories in there that you could eliminate. I also would suggest that you stop buying cheap stuff that's made cheaply and falls apart and maybe is a one-time use object. Instead, buy less stuff that's higher quality. The next one is to reduce your amount of wants and to focus on what you already have and to focus on gratitude and compare yourself to those who are less fortunate throughout the world and realize how good most of us have it and to not have a long list of wants of what we need to be to be happy but to focus on how can I be happy with what I currently have and my current situation. The next one, number seven, is to write things down. I think writing down lists of what you need to do And what's on your schedule and doing it immediately when things happen helps to reduce the mental clutter and the mental stress that you carry around of what's coming up and what you have to get done and what you have to do. So I think writing things down immediately, that way you won't forget and you'll know when you need to do things. And to set an alarm on your phone schedule if you need to a reminder of what you need to do and when you need to do it. Number eight is to let go of past grievances and forgive others to help free up mental and emotional space. I think we all care, not all of us, many of us carry around baggage and grievances and anger and resentments towards others who have hurt us. And I know that as I work with trauma survivors in my private practice, it's very hard to forgive and let go of grievances for people who have done awful things to you. And so I know in some situations this does not come easily and is a process and takes uh, sometimes years to be able to do. But for other others of us who unnecessarily hold on to petty grievances and choose not to forgive because we want to be the victim, I think it's awesome to learn to let go and to just free ourselves up from harboring those resentments. I think it's good to start driving a little slower and stop racing around like everything's a competition and you have to be first. Stop tailgating others. Don't yell at drivers. Don't flip people the middle finger and get angry because something's not quite working out your way on the highway. Slow down. Leave a little bit earlier. 
and give yourself plenty of time. I think that will help simplify your life a lot and help keep you safer and also help you enjoy driving more. I think a lot of times people experience stress because they are late and not managing their time well and they get in a hurry because they're behind schedule and that definitely raises stress for most. So try to get in a habit of leaving a little bit earlier so you can drive slower and just enjoy the journey instead of racing from location to location. Number nine is to focus on exercise, sleep, diet, and elimination of toxic relationships. There are some definite building blocks to a healthy and well-adjusted person. And exercise, sleep, and diet are three at the very foundation of helping us to feel well and be able to function well in our jobs, in our relationships, in our hobbies, and finding ways to do well at those things, finding things we enjoy doing for exercise, getting into a good routine of sleep and not changing that all the time. Our bodies need routines and flourish with those rhythms. And eating a healthy diet is always positive. And elimination of toxic relationships that are unnecessary. I have one person I've been talking to about, um, he's eliminated a couple of people in his life that have just been toxic for a long time. And he finally got the courage and had the back, backbone to let them go and to stop engaging in, in relations with them and just let them out of his life. And he's felt so much better since he was able to do that. Number 10 is to play the minimalist game, which is to reduce one item the first day, two items the second day, three items the third day, and do this for a full month. I know it might not be realistic to be able to do that for a full month, but most people have literally over 300,000 items in their house. So for most, it's probably um, able to do that, but maybe go up and tell, you know, you can't anymore or you feel uncomfortable going further. But to reduce the kind of physical clutter in your environment will help simplify your life too. Number 11 is to take time often to breathe deeply and to pray or meditate and to possibly write in a gratitude journal to center yourself and to kind of focus on the here and now and just recentering on now. Most of the time, stress and anxiety is focused on future-oriented items and things that we need to get done or are worrying about. Breathing deeply, praying, meditating, and writing in a gratitude journal are all ways to refocus ourselves on the present. Number 12 is to speak up for yourself at work and in other relationships and stop avoiding and procrastinating what you know needs to be done or said. I think stress can really build up and complicating factors in our life can really build up when we don't have the quite courage to say what we need to say and to stand up for ourselves. Maybe boundaries are being crossed. Maybe we're being taken advantage of. We're being walked on. We're being mistreated at work. Uh, so I recommend that to simpl- one way to simplify your life is to learn to stand up for yourself in appropriate and healthy ways and to be assertive. Which leads me into number 13, which is learn how to say no. I think some of us fall into a yes man or woman philosophy where we just say yes no matter what. And there, no is a really great uh, thing to be able to say, and it can be a complete sentence. So sometimes we just need to say no, and we don't need to always offer an explanation to the person as to why we're saying no. Sometimes if we're invited to a party, we're asked to 
do something for um, maybe our church or our city or a family reunion or whatever the case may be, we don't need to always offer an explanation as to why we can't to do something. Sometimes the answer is just no, and we can feel comfortable leaving it at that. I'm not recommending you be a jerk, but sometimes no just needs to be said. Number 14 is to the elimination of monthly expenses that are unnecessary or not used, such as some people have multiple streaming platforms that they don't use. Uh, some people have memberships at gyms or or uh, racket clubs or golf courses that they might not be using. Uh, fees, credit card interest, some other unnecessary expenses uh, might be drinking excessively, smoking, vaping, just habits that are not positive for your body or your soul. And so I'd recommend you kind of uh, do a little inventory on your fees and expenses throughout a, a month and see if there's some that you might want to eliminate. For example, if you chose to give up vaping and you could save money, you could also save health. And yes, it's going to be difficult in the short run while you're adjusting to a new normal, but it will actually help you to live a healthier and happier life in the long run. Number 15 is to take time to be alone to be quiet, to think, to ponder, and to reflect, to let your mind wander without any limits, and to give your brain regular doses of quiet, to be willing to take solitude. Uh, this can produce new ideas, clarity, reflections on self-improvement, and understanding of self. It helps to be able to recenter ourselves, examine our priorities, uh, make course adjustments that we need to while noticing all the good in our life. I can't say that enough of in this busy world where there's constant noise, find a way to take some quiet, a little bit of quiet time each day to reflect. Number 16 is to only buy food you will eat. And it's there's so much food waste in our country right now. And so it's okay to have a simple diet and to have you can have a healthy and simple diet with not too many foods. So stop overbuying and wasting food. And if you're a person who has food storage, a lot of people who live in Utah have very vast food storages, which you know, may be the uh, equal square footage of some people's houses. Uh, but I think a lot of that food storage goes to waste because it's not rotated and used. And so I would recommend you use the food you buy and you rotate it through. Uh, number 17 is to go digital, I think, and go paperless. Sometimes paper can produce a lot of clutter and stress for people. Like, for example, when you get mail in the mailbox, I recommend that you go through the mail as soon as you get it, open it, throw it away, or pay the bill, or deal with it right in the moment. That way it doesn't stack up on you, and you don't get behind on things, and you don't miss bills, and either that or just automate the bill so you don't need to do anything with the paper version. Uh, number 18 is to invest in a three fund portfolio, portfolio and don't overspend. Um, I've talked about the three fund portfolio, which is a total international fund, a total domestic fund, and a total bond fund. That way you cover the entire market financially and you're growing in the businesses of the world markets and it's simple and super easy to implement. And also to avoid financial secrets or deception if you are married. And to never hide things and lie about things when it comes to money. And to have a good solid emergency fund. If you have an emergency fund, it will bring simplicity to your life because 
you won't be so stressed every time something comes up. Number 19 is to invest in your marriage. Divorce is a very expensive uh, proposition and brings complications and drama. It can decimate your net worth overnight. And so look to find solutions in your marriage. Uh, Try to see the good in your spouse. Try to communicate openly and quickly about small problems before they become big problems. And I would recommend you read a book. It's called Leadership and Self-Deception by the Arbinger Institute. I would recommend that anyone who is married and or single uh, read that book. It has a lot of solutions and answers to life's dilemmas, especially those found in a marriage. And number 20, last but not least, is to move on from the habit of procrastination. Uh, Do things immediately, knock things out quickly, don't let them linger and hover in your mind. If you have something to prepare that's for something coming up, do it now instead of waiting until the day before. Uh, If you have obligations, if you have things you need to do, get done, uh, do them now. Procrastination is not an, it's not needed. It's not uh, typically wise. It produces more stress than it needs to, and it can be one of those habits we can all get rid of. And those are my 20 tips for simplicity. I hope those can resonate with you, and you can pick one or two of those that might stand out and maybe consider applying it and see if it helps to simplify your life. I hope you're all doing great this summer. Uh, We certainly are. We are getting ready to, we had a cool trip this last week. We just took a couple days and went up to this place called Lava Hot Springs, Idaho. And there's a cool river called the Portneuf River. You can uh, float down on tubes. And they also have a cool water park with platforms and slides and things. And we had a good time up there. Enjoyed a couple of beautiful sunsets and just enjoyed uh, this tiny little town out in the middle of nowhere with some pretty cool things around it. Uh, We're also getting ready to have our middle son go down to Columbia. My wife will be going down there with him in a couple of weeks to do stem cell therapy for uh, symptoms that he he suffered from his stroke from four years ago. And so I will keep you updated on how that goes. It's going to be a really exciting process. We're going in August. Uh, Rachel and my son Tate are going in August, and then I will be going with them in November. We have to go down there twice. So that'll be a really interesting adventure to see what happens, but we're hoping for and expecting great things and would love your thoughts and prayers for Tate, as uh, many of you who listen to this know me and our family and we would so appreciate and be humbled by your prayers on his behalf to help him to heal and progress as he is trying to um, make progress on this. He's made so much progress over the last four years. He's been so diligent in trying to recover. He goes to the weight room with me often. He lifts weights. He does cardio. He goes to a jo- his job, which is physical labor. He has changed his diet to prepare for this experience in Colombia where he's not eating processed foods and sugars and he's just doing an awesome job of being so dedicated to his healing journey and his self-discipline has been awesome and remarkable to watch but I'm really proud of him and hope for great things for him and for any of you who are, who are out there who have family issues like this that you're struggling with or that are causing pain and hurt um, my thoughts and prayers go out to you as well because I know As you go through life, it can be a real struggle and can be really hard at times, but having others to help 
you and to lift you and to pray for you is certainly awesome and a humbling part of life. Anyway, I hope you guys all have a great week. I'll probably be back on in a few weeks. And remember, the simple life is a good life.